Hi, I'm Peter Anthony. And I'm Steve Angel. You're listening to Men With Spirit. Join us as we explore what it means to be a modern man and to live a spirited life. Right, welcome to this first episode of Men With Spirit. This is a regular program on Radio Karam on, at 4pm on Thursdays, aimed at men who want to grow as individuals, plus women committed to supporting men in their growth. People looking for more depth and meaning in their life and their relationships. During these programs, we'll explore different ways of behaving, supported by solid shared values, We'll see how looking at life differently can lead to a more loving, contented and purposeful life and will encourage you to get out of your head and feel more from your heart. Along the way, we'll be playing some music and having some fun. And we'll meet some fascinating people who've had to confront challenges in their life of one sort or another. And these days are nonetheless making a positive difference in their families, relationships and communities. Today, we'll tell you a bit more about who we are, that's Pete and Steve, and how we come to be here with you today. And we'll share some of the topics we'll be discussing over coming weeks and of, that are of particular relevance to men. And hopefully leave you with some helpful insights and, in, and practical advice that will help you right now. We'll finish the program with our guest interview which today is Marcus Mulcahy, the station manager here at Radio Karam. Well known to regular listeners of Radio Karam, but perhaps not so to new listeners. If you want to contact us at any stage and we encourage you to do so, please go to our Facebook page at Men With Spirit, or you can email us at connect at menwithspirit.com.au. See, what would you like to add? And how are you feeling about being here today, mate? Oh, I'm feeling great, Pete. Thank you. I mean, I'm excited. This is this is a great uh, next step in our journey. Um, the listeners will hear more about that as we go through this episode, about what Memory Spirit is about and how it all started. But I'm really excited. This is this is taking me out of my comfort zone, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> taking you out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. Um, that, that's what life's all about, right? Absolutely. All right. Well, look, um, there's a lot more to share over the next hour, but uh, what we thought we'd do now is have uh, have a bit of fun. And uh, here's a quirky song from uh, a group called the Spooky Men's Chorale. And the song is We Are Not a Men's Group. G'day everyone, I'm AC from Friday Night Frothies, also very involved in the sporting club. We're here today at the grand opening. Any opportunity I get, I'll be listening to Radio Karam. Okay, well this uh, radio show certainly is not a men's group and certainly not like the one that's described there. But we do have a separate men's group in the local area, but it's very different to the one described in that song. And to the best of my knowledge, no one is called Vibrant Falcon. 
Before we explain what uh, the men with spirit groups are all about, let's share who we are. That is Peter Anthony and Steve Angel. Steve, let's start with you, mate. Um, so who are you and what's been your personal and spiritual journey to get here today? Isn't that the big question, Pete? Mm. Who am I? <laughs> no, I'm gonna make this I'm gonna make this pretty simple actually. Um so who I'm who am I and what's been my journey to get here? I think with everything, it's it's always easy to look back in life and go, okay, so I can see what's led me to here. But at the time, I can tell you my career's been very different. Um I've been in marketing, I've been in events, I've run my own business, I've worked for um, um, employers. And uh, and now, now I obviously do this men's group, but I'm also a spiritual counsellor. I also do coaching. And so I'm moving into the sort of the therapy and the, the uh, personal development field. But now it feels very comfortable for me. It's, I don't think it's something that I clearly knew when I was younger, but it certainly is where I feel the most comfortable. Um, my personal personal journey, well, um, a little bit about me, I'm married. Uh, this is my 20th year with my wife, Danielle. So, you know, we have been together for some time. Um, yeah, and we're both on the very similar journey at the moment too. So we both, uh, I'd say, you know, um, call ourselves healers. Um, what was I doing before this? <laughs> Yeah, look, before this, I was in, in events. I still do a little bit of that, but predominantly my life is all around, you know, helping, especially men. But in, I was in events, you know, so I was running big corporate events for like um, Commonwealth Bank, you know, um, Australian Open. So I've been used to getting people together and um, giving them an experience, I suppose. So how that helped me I think I just learned how to deal with people very well it's a very high pressure stressful job and and one that I think you can take a lot out of you so um I learned a lot about what um stress can be like I learned a lot about what burnout can be like but I also learned about how to use your creativity how to have passion um and, and really how how to change people's states which in some ways is I, I do now um yeah so that's kind of a bit of my journey but uh, are there any common themes that uh, emerge from that background that uh, that strike you today? I think it's connection. If I have a look at everything that I have done, there's been creativity and connection. Uh, I've always liked the face-to-face -face element of doing business um, with client relationships. I have a natural, I kind of have a natural ability to sort of get along with people quite easily. Um, and I think that sort of put me in good stead in those jobs. So I feel like that approach is, is helping me now when I deal with my clients because, you know, getting people to trust you very quickly and to like you very quickly is a very important part of um, what we do. But also when I look back at the sales roles and the, uh, the event management roles, it's pretty much the same. I'm bringing together a, a group of people that have not been together before and we've got to sort of grow together as a team and, and produce something very quickly within a short period of time. So I think that's been some of the big themes, you know, connection and, and creativity. Just out of interest, did, did you find in that uh, the roles you had and having to present to different groups of people that you were consistently authentic with the people you're dealing with? Do they all see the same Steve Angel from one group of people to the next? 
Uh, that's a very interesting question. Um, with that, are you authentic? You know, now when I look back at it, I think I was predominantly authentic, but I feel that if I put on my my counselor lens and and look at my behavior, I think a lot of that behavior wasn't truly authentic. I think in some ways you kind of put on a mask depending on which which role you're playing. And so sometimes it could be really more about just um, doing what you think is right in that moment, you know? So I think that if I look now at myself back a few years or in 10 years, 15 years, I go, I don't know if I was fully authentic in all of those situations, mm-hmm. but I don't think um, I was too far away from who I was. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And what in terms of your work with men these days, do you want to elaborate any further on what you're specifically doing, or do you think we'll cover that uh, further on? Look, I think that the, I think everyone who's listening will learn a little bit more about both of us and what we do. But the work that we're doing and I'm doing uh, with you is really about um, I think getting guys to get out of their heads and into the into their hearts, as we mentioned in the opener. It's it's about that I like many of the the clients and, and the guys I work with, you know, not always been very open in the way that we express ourselves. And that's kind mm. of, I think the whole purpose of what we want to do is just make these conversations very normal um, and more honest, you know, and it's really just about having courage, which is the irony of it all. Cause I think most guys would think that they're courageous, but it, when it comes to this, sharing their feelings, sharing their concerns, sharing their challenges. It's the one area they don't want to feel that courageous. Yeah. yeah I think that's a really good point to make. And uh, I think what, what we found in the, the group work we're doing is that uh, all of us, myself included, um, have grown through the, the mutual support of the group and realising that uh, none of us have all, all the answers. And if we've got an open heart and an open mind, we can learn from anyone and everyone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. Um, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges you've had in your life that you'd like to share with us that you've managed to overcome? Mm, what challenges? Look, I've had health challenges, um, two or three major health challenges that came really as a bout of some stress and not being able to deal with stress, predominantly work-related. Um, it happened one very early on in my 20s and then another one later on in my 40s they were significant and they were very stress related. You know, my, I suppressed a lot. I kept a lot in, I didn't deal with things very well. And as a result of that, you know, I physically got quite ill. Um, you know, so yes, those are probably the biggest challenges that I've had to face in my sort of, in my life to date. Um, successes, you know, and also too, I think when I look at challenges too, I think relationships is always a challenge, you know. Um, like I said, I've been married for 20 years. It's not always easy um, and it's really important to grow. And I think sometimes I've been reluctant to do that. So, and that's caused, you know, challenges in the relationship. So I think that, that I would share those. Successes, look, I think the same thing is a, the challenge. I think you know, being in a relationship for 20 years is a great success um, and one that I want to keep improving on. And then there's, you know, I think the work that I'm doing now is a great success and seeing the growth in the guys that we were working with really just lifts me. You know, really, I get this feeling of upliftment and joy out of doing that. It's a great feeling. 
Mm. Um, and then I look at some of the work successes that I've had, you know, in, in delivering events and and also running my own business when I was in my 20s. I, they were really successful. I was doing some really great things worldwide. Um, so I look back fondly at, at sort of the journey that I've gotten to at this point. Good. That, that sounds, that's a good uh, overview of uh, who you are. Thank I had to jab in 50 years there, Pete. <laughs> uh, a lot to share in a short period of time. Um, as you well know, music features uh, very much in the work we do. So I thought it would be appropriate to ask you, Steve, for, uh, for a favourite song. And uh, can you tell us what the song is that you want to share with us and what this song means to you and why have you selected it? Yeah, so just to take a step back, um, one of the things that we do, like you said, in our groups and we work with men is we work with music because music we've found is just this wonderful way of engaging our feelings. And we do this very subconsciously, don't we? So we'll yep. put music on when we're feeling like we want to get energized or we want to sort of relax or we want to get a bit vibed up or, you know, even for romantic situations, you're going to put music on it. It changes the way that we feel and we know this. And so we use a lot of music in our sessions with guys in, in the gatherings. And so um, we find that it has such a magic, a, a, a wonderful vehicle to get people to express how they feel so that's the reason why we're doing it and we're going to be using music a lot in these in these shows with you all so you know we're looking forward to hearing the variety of music that comes on board but you asked me to choose a favorite and i hate choosing favorites of anything pete i you came up with three selections <laughs> and i forced you to come up with the final I, one what is it? I, I i don't have children and i would hate someone to say me what's your favorite child but um i really yeah so i ended up choosing this song as summertime from the musical porgy and bess now why did I choose that one? Well, because you forced me to choose a song and it was the one that I felt that I could choose and talk about. But this song, this song I remember hearing for the very first time in my 20s. I was living in Japan at the time of working in a cocktail bar. I knew nothing about Japanese and I knew nothing about how to be a bartender. But here I was working. Sounds like good qualifications. <laughs> the only reason I got this job was because I spoke English. And I think I was a token foreigner there. And they liked the idea of me being there. Yep. So, but the owner of this bar, it was a jazz bar, exposed me to the most beautiful collection of jazz that I've ever heard like from the greats and he had them all in vinyl across the, the, the wall and he had this turntable that sat at the sat at the end of the bar and it was gold plated and it was a diamond tip needle and I was not allowed to use it <laughs> all I was allowed to do was to get the albums and and uh, hand them to him but in there I heard this song for the very first time and this song whenever I hear it and it's been covered by thousands and thousands of people. There are versions all around uh, with this. But we're going to play the Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald version for this. But what I really want to share is that for me, it's a mixture of melancholy that I feel. Sometimes it feels like a lazy Sunday afternoon when I hear this song. It kind of just the way that the lyrics kind of drag. Um, and sometimes it feels almost like a lullaby too. Mm -hmm. um, and that is not surprising because the song was written as a lullaby in the musical. But it's a song that I just, I connect with 
at a very deep level. And sometimes I don't even know how to explain that, but I do get those feelings of melancholy and, and Sunday, lazy Sundays and, and just feelings of just um, beauty, I think, as well. So I, I want to share this song. That's the song that I've chosen. So I hope everyone enjoys this and enjoys this version. Don't worry about a thing Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright Don't worry about a thing Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright If you got a tummy ache or you don't feel right or if you have a nasty rash keeping you up at night Don't worry, don't worry about, about a thing Don't worry Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright Hi, my name's Paul Kennedy, and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC. And when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Karam. Tune in and enjoy. Excellent. All right. Well, I hope you all enjoyed Summertime. That was the Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald version. And um, as I was saying to Pete off air, there are thousands of these versions, uh, covers of this song. It's had such a profound effect on a lot of musicians. One of my other favourites is a Janis Joplin one, so check that one out if you do have a chance. Well, that was me, so I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit about me. And now, Pete, we're going to come to you, and I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. Uh, you ready? Yeah. All right, good. All right, Pete, so tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your personal and your spiritual journey to get here? Okay, well, I've, I'd have to say I've had a lot of ups and downs in my life. Um made a lot of mistakes and uh, things that I regret. Um, but hopefully I've learned from, uh, from these experiences. Um, I still feel young, but the reality is I am getting on in age and uh, the reality of uh, getting older and not feeling that you've achieved as much as you would have liked, it sort of gets um, a, bit, um, a bit sobering at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you, I've been married for a fair while, or was married. I'm now not in a relationship, but um, I was married for over 30 years. And it was, it was interesting when you were saying about how long you and Danny have been together, I was thinking about quality and quantity. Uh, so I've had more in the way of quantity, but I, knowing from the, the two of you, I think your quality was far better. But like any relationship that doesn't work, it always takes um, two parties to um, to cause the relationship not to work at the end of the day. Um, so I, I'd left the, that um, unhappy marriage about 11 years ago. Um, we have three children, three great kids. Um, yeah, so that's on the, on the personal side of things. It uh, took me a while to recover from some aspects of the decisions we jointly made when we were married, but um, the reality is that 
we did make some poor choices and on reflection I, I didn't neither of us parented the way that I wish we now should have mm. um, and I think my kids have suffered uh, as a consequence which I sincerely regret certainly what I know now about parenting and the sort of training I've had over recent years I certainly would do things very differently to what I did um, just to finish it off I I was very religious when I was younger and at one stage I was very interested in becoming a priest and thankfully, <laughs> thankfully I didn't. Um, but I've always had an interest in spiritual matters and um, over the years I've explored a, a wide range of uh, different religions and spiritual beliefs um, until I found a group based in, Mount, in Mornington uh, called Sphinx Spiritual. And um, I've now been studying with them for about 12 years. And uh, the main teachers for Sync Spiritual are Ian and Pearl Rogers. And um, I feel very grateful to have found Sphinx those many years ago. So that's how I happen to be here. And uh, in terms, of, I could go into a lot more detail on the personal spiritual side, but that's basically it, I suppose. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll definitely get there for sure. I think you touched on a couple of really interesting topics, which I know we'll talk about a little bit later, which will be things, topics like parenting and, and fatherhood, because they're big topics. And I think that you, you like a lot of our, our guests as well, have a lot to share there in that perspective. And again, I think looking back, isn't it, you can just start to see, well, uh, we could definitely have done that differently and the approach. But, you know, that's hindsight, right? But we've also mm. got the opportunity to always have an impact uh, with other people, you know, and as they're going through their journey. So thanks yep. for sharing that. But let me let me know a little bit more um, about what you were doing before you are doing this, you know, before you are doing <laughs> Men with Spirit. What were you doing? Okay. Okay. I, I had a, a very long professional and corporate career for most of my working life. And uh, looking back on it, there were probably a lot of things there that I achieved, which I was very proud of at the time. But on reflection, I don't, I find the, the way society works and who gets valued and the money that are paid to consultants and finance people and all this sort of thing are a bit of a nonsense in terms of the value that, that uh, various occupations deliver. But um, in my management consulting career, um, I dealt with some of the top clients in Australia in the corporate and public sectors uh, and also overseas. Um, but Looking back, I realized I often uh, self-sabotage um, self my efforts and I felt at some stages I didn't belong and therefore I, looking at my behavior, I probably then set out to fail one way or another. And, but I persisted in, in that corporate career for many, many decades, um, mainly for financial reasons. And it's a good lesson in terms of you do things because you need to pay school fees and mortgages and stuff mm. like that. And the reality is, that I wasn't happy in what I was doing. And I should have mm. woken up to that fact a lot earlier. Um, about seven years ago, um, I gave up the corporate world and much to the surprise of a lot of people that knew me well, um, I became a school or charter bus driver. And I uh, did that for about seven years, driving kids uh, to and from school and getting to know them quite well and really enjoying it and uh, inflicting on them uh, my taste in music. I, I would always take on my- <laughs> Poor children. <laughs> uh, I have very eclectic taste in music, right? As you well know. Yeah, and I, I used do. to have my ghetto blaster in the bus and uh, and if the kids were playing up, I'd play, you know, the, um, the wheels on the bus go round and round just to annoy them. <laughs> but uh, thoroughly enjoyed that as an occupation, but I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. 
Um, but uh, yeah, but, and also in, in, in terms of making that change to the bus driving, I realized that the job you have doesn't define who you are. And for such much of my life, I saw myself defined in terms of I was a chartered accountant or a management consultant or whatever it happened to be. So that was what I was doing prior to this. Did you, you, looking back on your life now and what you're doing now, do you see any common themes like you asked me? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, I've had to be a bit uh, honest with myself. I think there was a lack of self-belief and lack of self-worth, a lot of avoidance, quite frankly, um, delusion, self-delusion, um, and pretending to be someone I wasn't. And um, and then the other thing was lack of accountability and just um, being upfront and just recognizing that. And I increasingly over recent years, um, I have seen those shortcomings and there's been themes going on. And I just I'm a slow learner at times. <laughs> and uh, it's good just to uh, look back and just realize that there are a lot of repeating themes that you need to confront in your life. Mm. That's right. That's right. So what about the work that you're doing with men and what share your, your experience and your views on it? Um, yeah, well, I think you've covered it to some extent with somewhat similar background. I'm, I'm also a healer. I, I'm a Hanneman healer and trainer. So that's a form of emotional healing. Um, we have the men with spirit group, which I'm very passionate about like you. And I see that as something that's got a lot of potential. Uh, also, qualified as a spiritual counsellor, although I tend these days to want to focus more on the uh, Hanuman healing side of things. Um, and I do a bit of uh, helping people uh, with some technology issues, particularly people that are sort of spiritually inclined that don't particularly like technology. It's something that I've had to deal with over the years. So I've got a bit of knowledge there. So I like sharing and helping people in that respect as well. Doing some coaching. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically the sort of things I'm doing. And I, I do have a particular focus on men and uh, trying to help them through the benefit of my background and experience and some of the mistakes I've made. Pete, what is, I mean, you, you mentioned a lot about spirituality, which is obviously going to be a part of what we talk about because of the work that we do. But what does it mean to you? To me, it's, it's, got, it's, got, it's got nothing to do with religion. And this is where I think you know, when people see a word like spirit, they think it's something to do with religion. It's not to, not to do with religion. It's about being, to, in, in essence, for me, it's about being who you are meant to be and realizing, uh, realizing the potential you have and, and why you're on earth to do whatever you're meant to do and just coming being at peace with that. And the, the work I do, I they use uh, one of the headings I, I use is healing for contentment. And one of the things I'm trying to achieve in my life is a sense of contentment. And that comes from an acceptance of who you are and sharing my energy with people I care about and helping those that, um, that I, I care about. So it's uh, spirituality for me is very much about um, realizing and accepting who I am and then sharing my love and what I have to give to other people. Mm, yeah, I, I definitely agree there. And I think another strong part of it, and I'm sure you'll agree, is it's just living by very strong values, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. you know, you've really got to hold that moral compass and that the values um, to everything that you do because mm. 
because of the impact that it has, you know, the unintended consequences of every behavior. Um, so living by strong values is another part of, of being a, uh, living a spirited life, I suppose, yeah? Yep, and it was interesting, there was a post on Facebook the other day and they were asking what would be the ideal Australia or something going forward, and I had to respond by just saying, look, for me, it would be a society that was based on um, strong shared values and less on rules. So get rid of the rules. And if everyone worked from a common set of um, reasonable values, society would be a lot better off. So you're absolutely spot on. Mm. All right, well, it's music time for you, Pete. Um, like like uh, your request to me. Yes. I have yes. a request for you. Now, mm -hmm. what is your favorite song and why have you chosen it? And can you tell us a little bit more about it? Okay. And I won't say this is my favourite song because I, I put a, a song list together for Men with Spirit of my favourite songs, and I think there's about 90 or so in there. But um, the song I want to choose for today is uh, Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. And I've always found this a very light, bright, happy song, which, um, but in recent times I've been reflecting on it. And uh, it's uh, to me, it speaks about being authentic and not pretending to be someone you're not and, uh, and and the ongoing quest for true love and just being honest with yourself. So this song very much resonates with me um, and uh, yeah, I thought I'd, I'd share it and uh, hopefully others will enjoy it as well. Interesting song. I'm looking forward to hearing <laughs> it. All right. Let's have a okay. listen to Karma Chameleon. Come on, Freddy's Kitchen in Station Street. For a coffee and something nice to eat. Yeah, the pizzas are great. In fact, all the food rates down at Freddy's. Caram Station Street. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. It's a pizza. It's a mystic pizza. My name is Ocean. I come from Martinia, and you are listening to Radio Carom. Excellent. All right. Wow. You know, Carla Chameleon, I mean, I mean, I absolutely love that album, but I'm a child of the 80s, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I really did. Uh, I remember that, that album that it came out, and I remember listening to it on vinyl, and, and uh, yeah, it was such a such a radical album, and it was such a sort of a, a radical band too at the time. So mm. talk about sort of expression of personality and sexuality, you know, especially at a time back then. So yeah, good choice. I can <laughs> see what it was like on your bus, Pete. <laughs> anyway, right. So so look, let's uh, let's move on. I just thought I might just share a little bit more about our men's group. And uh, give people a bit of an understanding if anyone's interested in joining us. Uh, let's talk about where it even started. I remember you coming to me, Pete, um, about a year and year or so uh, ago, and sort of uh, presenting the idea because it's something that had been floating around in your head for quite some time. Isn't that the case? Yeah, yeah it's been there, been there for a while. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I remember sitting down at the cafe down at Rosie's and talking about it, and and then I said, yeah, sure, let's do it. Um, 
and we have been running these gatherings now since about March, February last year. So it's been over a year. And look, and I guess if I was to sort of look at the common theme that we've come to realise is this feeling that men have about feeling alone and their inability to cope with life. And that feeling of aloneness can show up in many ways. And in fact, you know, we generally as, as guys not really taught to sort of express ourselves a, a lot and so, so, certainly not express ourselves in what we feel are very negative emotions or very sort of uh, weak emotions. Um, and because and of that, there can be sort of this, this belief that if I do express myself, if I feel like I'm weak, if I feel like I can't cope, then I'm letting people down and I'm letting people down around me. Um, and also I'm letting myself down because I should be able to cope with that. And that, I think, really was the, the basis of putting the group together, wasn't it? It was mm. just to say, okay, you, you guys aren't alone. And where we where we try to, to share that is obviously put together a great space where people feel safe enough to talk and to share, themselves, share what's going on for themselves, connect with who they are. But also we do meditations mm-hmm. where we help them try to connect with who they are and connect with their guide that really sort of helps people sort of feel less disconnected um, out of their heads and sort of into sort of their, their feelings and their intuition and, and to who the, tr- the true self, their spirit. Um, we obviously use music as a way of doing that as well. And I think the other sort of main element of our group is really connection. And, and over the year, we've seen some guys absolutely absolutely blossom i mean it's been wonderful watching them you know go and that, that's what really yeah that's what really makes it so um um satisfying is just to see people developing and growing yeah absolutely and i guess that's the whole point if it's everyone everyone's got a story to tell haven't they mm. and um and that's what we're trying to uncover and give people permission to do so and that's probably not a bad lead-in to our next guest really is it Pete? Yep, I think we, we were going to talk. We're running out of time and we want to give lots of time to Marcus to hear about what he's uh, what he's got to share with us. Great. Okay, so hold on a second. Uh, TV problems, let's get this right. <laughs> so we thought on, on the show what we would do is we interview guys who are actually living with spirit, doing some things that are passionate, that they're passionate about and really sort of showcase sort of the diversity of the men that we work with but also just men in the area because that's really it. We need to see ourselves in other people. So we we asked very kindly for Marcus to actually be our very first guest, which he he with great gusto said yes. I did, we did voluntarily. <laughs> I, I, <you> know. <laughs> I don't think he had Thank much you, Marcus. Marcus. No, he's so he's so passionate about Radio Karen that we thought we had to get him on the show. So Marcus, yeah. do you want to give us a in the time we have, do you want to give us a background and a bit of history of Radio Karen and how it all came to be? Sure. Can you hear me okay, fellas? Yeah, good, coming through. Look, fellas, uh, look, firstly, it's great to be on your show and uh, thanks for joining Radio Karam. It's great to have men with spirit on Radio Karam in the first place. So welcome to our place. We love to have you good. here. Uh, look, family. Pleased to be here. Look, uh, Radio Karam, I guess um, officially it's been going since 2012. I'm a teacher at Karam Primary School and uh, I had this, I've always loved radio. I've always loved it. Who doesn't love radio? I've always loved radio. I've always loved community radio. So as a young bloke, um, I mean, I was listening to all sorts of radio stations, but when I sort of got into my teenage years, I switched on Triple R and PBS, and you sort of like in 3CR, and I began to hear 
voices that I didn't ordinarily hear. You'd hear the DJs and the usual way they talk on, you know, the those commercial stations. But the community stations had a different vibe about them. They were talking about real things. There were real people voices speaking, men and women. And uh, it always sort of, I thought, this is different. This I like this. So uh, I've always had in the back of my mind that I want to do this one day. And uh, uh, about oh, maybe 20 years or so ago, I, I became an announcer at, at 3CR. I was there for 10 years and I had my own radio show on there. And uh, just a music show, but it just sort of like it started my, the vibe. And then in 2012, when I you know, was at Carroll Primary School, I thought, let's get the kids involved in radio. Why not? I love it. I'm sure they're going to as well too. And at that time, internet radio was starting to be a thing. And there were some organizations out there across the world who could actually share it properly and correctly. So, um, you know, we set it up then. The kids had shows and occasionally over the journey since that time about last year, um, we've had we've been adding to the community. Pete, you've been involved um, when we had a show at, uh, at Beach Lane back yep. in the day. There's been odd, yep. co- odd, commu- <laughs> odd community so foot, football shows, live football uh, matches broadcast uh, from out down here at Roydor Reserve over the journey. So it's been a, a, a mixed bag of school and some community shows. But last year when this bu- magnificent uh, building at Roydor Reserve was created, we could set up ourselves in the in this building here. The City of Kingston were keen to have a community organisation, not just sport clubs here, and so they wanted us to have a, a location at the in this pavilion. And here we are in the most beautiful room in the building. Don't tell the rest of the clubs we are in the best <laughs> location. So we're we're very excited. And uh, the vision is, Pete, it's people like yourself. It's people like uh, anyone who's interested, got an idea. We want to hear their voices on Radio Karen because that's mm-hmm. the true identity of, of our Australian world. We want people to yep. share their thoughts. So that's been one of the things I'm really excited about doing. And gradually we're getting more and more people coming in. And uh, like this weekend, I'm training uh, three people on about four different, four or five different shows they've got planned. So it's just sort of... it's picking up nicely without being an avalanche because it's not enough of us involved just yet but uh we're um in terms of the training but it's uh but it's an exciting path i can see coming yeah and what uh, what are you most uh, most proud of in uh, in terms of what you've achieved so far uh I, I don't know i'm just loving this studio but i actually real the reality is i, I always get a huge kick out of the kids when they're doing their radio shows mm-hmm. and um Last year, at the end of the year, they produced a podcast. They each recorded about five-minute interviews with teachers or people in the community. And uh, that became, end up being 17 shows times 15 times five. So we had like a, quite a long episode. But it's had like about 5,000 listeners over the this last sort of two months or so. So it's just sure. things like that where, you know, people also share what I'm thinking. This is a good idea. Kids love doing it, but, you know... Um, Pete, I, I don't know where to start. It's just it's just fun being Radio Carol. It's fun doing yeah. community stuff and meeting people. Yeah. Yeah. So is that basically what drives you? The sense of community. It is. It always connecting is. Connecting people. Yeah, I've always loved doing that, Pete. Uh, like I've um, like you know, I'm always been involved. Uh, years ago, I used to run a music festival called Harvest Festival, which was located down at Red Hill, and uh, oh, yeah. we had yeah. bands from. Yeah, American bands and English and all sorts and mostly local bands, but they were a community of people who wouldn't ordinarily get on the big festivals. But because I was had a bit of a passion, that community of people all of a sudden were up in lights. And uh, 
I know it's things like that I've always enjoyed doing, and uh, yeah, community stuff is always more fun because I mean I never think about the money issue. Money's not something I even bother about, and uh, my wife says, "Can't you get something that makes some money?" She, kn- <laughs> she knows by now that I- I'm not that person. I'm the person who yeah. just does stuff because it's the right thing to do and it's the fun yeah. thing to do. Yeah, look, and congratulations on what you've done, mate. I think uh, Radio Karam is um, is a fantastic initiative, and we're delighted to be involved with you on all this. Good on you, Pete. Um, I'm just conscious of time. Yep. But um, we'll finish. We've got a, a couple of other topics quickly to cover, but to, the, the music we're going to finish with today is your selection. Would you like to explain? We won't play it right now, but... Uh, we will in a few minutes, but would you like to just tell us what your selection is and why you've chosen it and what it means to you? Pete and Steve, I love music. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? Exactly right. And uh, I've always, um, in my uh, growing up years, I uh, came across the early days of uh, punk music and new wave music, as it was called back then. And uh, I can remember hearing that music and thinking, this is different. This this is completely different and makes complete sense to me and my the way my brain waves are operating as a young person, and uh, and I the the song I've chosen is "Know Your Product" by the Saints. Um, I love the Saints. They're they're an Australian they're Australia's greatest band, and uh, Ed Cooper is a <laughs> that could be a, debatable. <laughs> well, no, Ed, Ed Cooper is a genius, and he wrote yeah. this song here. And uh, there there are things about. The way this song was written prior to the Sex Pistols and all those sort of things. In fact, the the, the Saints didn't even weren't even aware of what was going on in England or in America. Well, because then back in the day there's no internet, so all these bands didn't uh, know that uh. each other existed. So the the Saints were up in Brisbane and uh, doing their thing, and they weren't aware of other bands anywhere else. So, but I've loved this song from the first time I heard it, and um, comes from their second album. And yeah. um, it's one that um, I think um, a lot of people do enjoy as well too. But it sort of gets you what, going. What it motivates it, you. Yeah. What does it make you feel? It, it, makes you, me, it, it gets, gets me out of bed. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. And who doesn't? <laughs> I mean, music's supposed to move you. And this yep. moves yeah. me, baby. Yeah. It moves me. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, look, uh, we'll, uh, we'll get to play it in a couple of minutes' time. Um, but on this whole score of uh, Radio Karam, I'll just – Perhaps give us a little bit more detail on some of the topics we're going to be covering, um, as well as the music. Um, over coming weeks, we'll be looking at things like values, which uh, Steve mentioned before, in terms of values like honesty and honesty and equality. We'll be looking at relationships, parenting and fatherhood, anger, uh, expressing your feelings, loneliness and a lack of connection, finding purpose and passion in your life, and tools to help you, such as meditation, um, some very um, useful quotes, and we'll be covering some topical subjects from time to time. And uh, as well as the music, we'll be bringing on a range of guests from different walks of life to share their stories and what they've learned from their journey so far. So we're really excited by what we're going to be able to share with you in, over the coming uh, episodes. And we're delighted that we're doing that with you, Marcus. Um, Good on you, Pete. Good on you, Steve. Love it. Okay. Well, just, uh, how long does the song go for? Uh, song, oh, uh, oh, classic. Three minutes and 15 seconds. Get to the okay, point okay. and get out. I love it. Okay. <laughs> let me just finish off with a couple of quick things. Um, just to let you know that we're running a workshop called Understanding What It Means to Be 
spiritual on Sunday the 20th of February and uh, we'll be discussing in depth some of the topics we've touched on in today's program and if we found that uh, this workshop appeals to people who would describe themselves along the lines of spiritual but not religious um, or those that are simply looking for more meaning purpose and love in their lives now if that sounds like you this workshop could be for you so um, if you'd like to get more information on that or if you'd like to suggest some topics um, for um, for the radio program in coming weeks or you're interested in joining a men with spirit group um, reach out to us on um, facebook at men with spirit or you can email us at connect at menwithspirit.com.au okay well that basically i think is what we wanted to cover today steve anything you want to add to that no yay we got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> It was a bit of a uh, uh, bit of a terrifying experience at first, but uh, we're great to be here with everyone. We made it. We made it. Thank you, and, Marcus. Um, just to sign off, um, thanks for being with us today. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed your time with us, and until next time, be true to yourself. Hi, I'm Peter Anthony, and I'm Steve Angel. You're listening to Men with Spirit. Join us as we explore what it means to be a modern man and to live a spirited life.